0: Hello and welcome to Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tanky, aka Tanner Greenring. And I am joined, as always, by my co host, Fjalkins. Fjalkins. That rolls off the tongue. Pretty good, huh? Like the tongue on Ekans, because it's a snake backwards. I'm pretty sure I've used Tanky before, but I'm not sure I've used Fjalkins. Tanky is a repeat, but you know, whatever. What else could we have you do? Ektans? Ektans. Yeah. <laughs> well, you blew it. <laughs> I blew it this week. It's, an, it's a Pokemon podcast wherein we play through the Pokemon games gym by gym, week by week. We are currently in season 3B. Fire, red, leaf, green. It's the second part of Gen 3. And we're playing a Nuzlocke. We're playing Nuzlocke rules, which means that there are a bunch of complicated rules. If you don't know them, go check out our social medias at EXPSharePod on Twitter or Instagram, or go listen to the last episode. We're not going to repeat it every time. The long and short of it is that our Pokemon die if they are defeated in battle and we are only allowed to catch one Pokemon, the first Pokemon we encounter in each zone. And then there are a bunch of other rules. Right, but those are the main two important rules. That's really what you have to know. Josh, last week we ended the show in Pewter City taking on Brock. Yeah. This week it was a fairly plot-light leg of game yeah you're just out in the wilderness basically to get from pewter city to cerulean city cerulean city it's a color it is a color it's kind of blue yeah that's yeah. what they're all named after mostly is colors pewter yeah okay palette not sure It's like a color palette. although it's like a palette yeah. uh, that's interesting now like i'm my brain is racing because i've never noticed that they're all named after <laughs> colors before <laughs> And this is only your third time playing Kanto. It's only my third time playing Kanto, yeah. We are on our way to Cerulean City this week. Josh. Home of gym leader, Misty. We know her. We love her. She's from the anime. It's true. And she's the water type trainer. And Josh, is your team in pretty good condition for a water type, gym, Because I'll tell you what, mine's not. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was in great shape. I didn't really have anything to fret about on this whole leg, to be honest. It was a very brutal leg for me. I didn't do well. I had struggled to get through even just the leg on the way to Cerulean City. Mount Moon? Yeah. Or just Route 3. Not Route 3. Route 3, 3 even <laughs> took, its, took its fucking toll on me. Ouch. And then Misty just... She and I did not get along. Yeah. I see like Nuzlocke is cool because it's like shit this is actually what it would be like to be a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Especially because we made one of the other rules that is very relevant to this conversation is that we limit the number of Pokemon that we can use in a gym leader or other like main like a rival battle. Yep. So when we've been going up against Brock and Misty, we could only use two Pokemon because they only have two Pokemon. Yep. Just scary. And we'll get to the two man teams we brought into the gym when we get to the gym. But first, Joshua, we got through what? Three new catchable areas this week. Route three, route four, Mount Moon. Yeah, that's right. And you really struggled last week (laughs) to find and fill out your team, right? Yeah. Not this time. But you had the opportunity to catch three new Mon, Joshua, and I would love to hear about them in our hit segment, Level level Check. check. Who are we working with on Joshua's team? Let me tell you, this is a good week for Joshua's team, who's naming all of his Pokemon after Sopranos characters, a show that I just watched, and uh, that I do have emotional attachments to the characters, but a lot of them get whacked. And uh, yeah. I, I think that's what's going to be going on. Yeah. Well, this week, I'm pleased to report that Tone Soprano yes. survived, and he's now an Ivysaur. Hey, good job, Tone. And he's level 19. Must have been very hard for you, Tony, to <laughs> to get through a ground-type cave Yeah. and a uh, water water gym. Yeah. You must have really struggled, Tony Soprano. It's already got like 55 hit points, too. So it's just like, I got super potions set aside specifically for Tony Soprano over here. It's nice. Febby, who we all are starting to know and love, is now a Pidgeotto. Ooh, very handsome. Very handsome in this gen. Very uh, well preened feathers. Level 19. Then we have the first of one of the three new ones, which I also was very happy with, Livia who is the matriarch of the Sopranos family, uh, Tony Soprano's mother, Paris. Nice. Level 10. That's a good get. That was a fucking lucky as hell grab in Mount Moon. Yeah. Just looked it up when I was doing the outline. 5% chance. That's pretty good. The only way you could have done better is with uh, Gigglypuff. (laughs) Giggly. Or no, Clefairy. Clefairy, I think, is one. I did see a couple of I did not encounter a Gigglypuff or a Clefairy in Mount Moon. Oh, I encountered a jigglypuff on route 3, but I had already caught a pokemon there, which is my next pokemon. Who's that? Christopher who is uh is Tony Soprano's protege kind of flies off the handle Mankey. Ooh, which felt right, level 17. You caught Mankey on route 3? You'll recall I missed a Mankey that I was furious about on Route 22, and so I learned from my mistakes, and I rode this one out. It was level eight, and uh, Mankey was the first one I got when I only had this over-leveled Pidgey and over-leveled Bulbasaur. I just cast Leech Seed, and I just fucking sat there until it whittled down to like almost dead, and then I had Sleep Powder at that point. I caught it. I was like, Mankey is a great get. Yeah, I've got a fucking fighting type. Mankey is a really great get, and I'm a little worried it was your Mankey, Christopher, that did. Well, we'll get to it. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm happy with that. I've got Paris is good, but like I have a grass type already. Yeah. So it's good to have a backup. I could have used a grass type. And then finally, we just got this fucker, AJ Soprano, who's Tony's son. Don't love him. <laughs> Don't fucking love him. Yeah. It's a Rattata. It's a late. This one lived. I caught that on route 4 on the other side of uh of Mount Moon. What a disappointment route 4 was. It was bad. I didn't even want to look. I feel like it's still probably like the best I could have done was a fucking like Nidoran. I don't know. So whatever. I caught a repeat pokemon in route 4. Yeah. A number of bug catchers were concern that we're not using a duplicate clause and it is something that we talked about quite a bit that was what i was going to bring up as well yeah we thought about like oh no duplicates because it'll make the game a little more exciting but the idea of having like being forced to use like four pidgeys (laughs) because you're out of other usable pokemon and all you've been able to catch is pidgeys was very funny to us yeah so so we decided to (laughs) To forego the duplicates clause. It's in our blood. I mean, Tanner played a monotype team in Gen 1. We had to do something dumb. Yeah, Like maybe we are going to end up as a fucking youngster Joey at the Elite Four and we just got five Rattata. Yeah. I guess they'd be Raticates, benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Five Raticates, yeah. (laughs) That we've like trained up with a million different TMs. Yeah. If that happens, that's what we're going to deal with. Yeah. But if you want to play with a no dupes clause, no disrespect Respectate anyone who's even going through this nuzlock with us, and we don't blame you if you want to just play normally. Yeah. We're masochists. I mean, look at the whole premise of the show. We're using daycare, right? <laughs> I feel like we have to allow that. Is there breeding in this game? Breeding is available, but it is not available until the Sevi Islands, which is like post-game Elite Four. The end game stuff. I don't remember a breeding rule being on the Bulbapedia. I'm sure someone has thought about this. Okay. I'm open to it if what you're doing is you're taking two Pokemon you legally caught that are still alive. Yeah. And you're breeding one that you haven't used to like have a move that you want. I feel like that's fine. Okay. Great. I think that's fine. Cool. Who else is on your team? That's it. Yeah, that was all of them. Five Pokemon. It's still not quite up to full force, huh? Five's all I got. It's fine. That's all I got. It's fine. So do you have any gains and or losses to report on your team? I've got a lot of great Pokemon. Because you had a whole team already. I had six last week. You had a full set. Yep, still do. Tom York, my Charmeleon, level 17. Great. He did not see a lot of great action this week. He was pretty useless in Mount Moon and at Misty's gym, but I got a few levels on him. You protected him. Yeah, that's good. Newcomer to the team. Okay, caught in Mount Moon. Okay, Ursula Le Guin, <laughs> Zubat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Zubat. Well, that's what we'd expect. Level eighteen. Ursula Le Guin, excellent name for a, a Zubat, I think. A fantastic sci-fi writer. Yeah, Left Hand of Darkness is one of my favorites. Yeah, The Dispossessed. Yeah, The Word for World is Forest. Great author. Zubat. If you keep that thing alive, Crobat is in this. That's what I was going to ask. So the Gen 3 evolutions are a part of this game? So all of the evolutions that were added in Gen 2 are in this game. Great. But the National Dex isn't unlocked until after the Elite Four. So once your Golbat has hit the happiness level and you have the National Dex and then it levels up, you'll get a Crobat. Great. I'm looking forward to having a crowbat on my team. Then I'm not, but we'll see if you fucking keep it alive, Uncle Moke. <laughs> yeah, your uncle, good guy. Radicate. Oh wow, level twenty-two. Oh wow, Uncle Moke. I had to do something. I had to get level a few 22? Pokemon up pretty high <laughs> to take on Misty. How'd you raise that thing? Just ground it out, in fucking Mount Moon. <laughs> Actually, I did a lot of grinding on Route 4 because I could then easily get back to Cerulean City. Raticate is fearsome until around like level 30. Like, you can do some damage. I'll also say this it's got Hyper Fang, and the, the animation for Hyper Fang in this game is so fucking cool. Have you seen it? No, not yet. The screen like blacks for a second, and then like this like anime style like sunburst, and then it hits the Pokemon. It's cool. Look it up. Hell yeah. Bell, Seb. Bel and Sebastian, Butterfree, level twenty-two. Oh wow! Tribe called Quest, my Pidgey. <laughs> yeah. Level thirteen. <laughs> Tribe called Quest. I will admit was in the box most of the game. Yeah, I could tell. But I suffered some losses. Oh. And had no. to had to bring him back out. And then finally, the new Pokemon, another new Pokemon on the team, Spearow. Level 14 Palmerston. Oh hell yeah, Palmerston's back. Yeah, and you're asking yourself, Tanner, didn't you have a Spiro last week called Nash Hansen on your team? My probably my oldest friend. Yeah. And the answer is yes, I did. and you put him in your box and he's still alive and it's fine <clears throat> It's fine. <sighs> okay. Josh, can I introduce a new segment? A new segment, yeah, new to the the series. It's called Kill Count. Okay, so you have a song prepared. I have prepared a song for Kill Count. My Kill Count, Mr. Mime's Kill Count is up to two. Two. So there's another one we haven't even met who's dead. I caught on route three. <laughs> God. I was texting with Nash. I told him that you named a Pokemon after him and he was into it. And then he asked who it was, and I was like, oh, it's Spiro." And I was like, listen, it's fine. Once it's a Spearow, it's good. And he was like, I don't know. I don't really like my odds with that thing this early on. Get that thing in front of Lieutenant Surge. It's one hit. He didn't even make it to Lieutenant Surge. And I said, no, no, no. I'll tell Tanner. Keep him far away. We got to get Nash to the finish line. You fucking let him die. Second episode. I was trying to level him because I was hoping to get him up to take on Misty, but then he fucking got it. It was a, a manky. It was your fucking Mankey. Oh, it was a Mankey that took him out. I got cocky. He has peck. It should have been super effective. That should have been easy for you. I got cocky. I was like doing some, like, oh, God. some wheeling and dealing, and then Mankey took me out. All right. Who else died? R.I.P. Nash Henson. I caught on Route 3. A and Male. Okay, classic. And I was very excited about it. I was like, nice, this is a good get. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited about having and Male. You get Moonstones? Yeah. Ooh, I already have one. Could have done some damage. Neil Gaiman. and <laughs> Male, who I got to level up to a Nidorino. American Gods, maybe my uh, favorite book. Up there, top five. That's my sleep book right now. Like an audiobook? Or yeah. like you read it and then you go to sleep? I listen to the audiobook as I'm going to sleep. That's good. Neil Gaiman, I was really excited about having a nighter in mail, but then he also passed, and I have prepared a song, Josh. Okay. <sighs> Here we go. Steal myself emotionally, to mourn the passing of one of my favorite authors and one of my favorite friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here we go. Long intro. Wow. It's been six hours and twenty one minutes since I took my love away. I go out every night and play all day. Since you took Nash Hansen away. Since he's been gone, I can do whatever I want. I can see whomever I choose. I can battle in a fancy gym. But nothing, nothing can take away these blues. Cause nothing compares Nothing compares to Nash Hansen, the Spiro and Uh Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman the Niter and Mail. <laughs> It was Sinead O'Connors, nothing compares to you. Originally written and performed by Prince. I was gonna ask if it was the Sinead O'Connor version. <sighs> it's my preference. Nash Hansen. A fitting tribute. Spiro went down to a Mankey on Route Three. Wow. Oh. Well, it was my fault. I will say this. I got you, caught. You were headstrong. I was headstrong. You can't be headstrong in this. I already learned that lesson last week. I was leveling the Spiro to get it in shape for the gym, knowing that I needed some muscle in the gym, and I was on a tear, and just kind of like taking on Pokemon left and right and not being very careful about healing between battles. Yeah. And Spiro took a big hit. <laughs> Here's some other advice I saw from a bug catcher. Always treat any hit As a critical hit. Yeah. Which is how my Rattata, Emil Kalar, last week. That's how he died. Yeah. Critical hit. Yeah. Neil Gaiman, I'll talk about how he died a little later when we discuss our battle with Misty. Oh. (laughs) It was pretty brutal. I did not have an easy time getting through the Misty battle. I didn't even prepare. You didn't lose anyone this week. No, my kill count remains at one. A static one this week. And two for you. Good for you good for you josh thank you at least i caught a pokemon on route four or whatever that you missed oh i missed two routes i missed two routes last time stupid i'm still pretty happy with my team i had to pull pidgey out of the box and i do have i did catch a new spiro on route four <laughs> palmerston lord palmerston uh one of my favorite prime ministers so Spiro Nash Henson is replaced. gone but not forgotten and very quickly replaced <laughs> by Lord Palmerston and New Spearow. So yeah, I did poorly and I lost two Pokemon and I'm feeling a little a little less confident about my playthrough than I was last week, Josh. It's fair. Should be. I had to resist every urge. It really, really, really struck me when I lost Neil Gaiman in battle with Misty. Yeah. I was like... Well, what if I just turned off my Game Boy? You know the thing you can do, which I also, I don't want to do this, but you technically could allow yourself to get killed at a gym. But then I have to start all the way back from Pewter City. Yeah. I guess. I—I I, No, I don't think you can do that. You cannot willingly do that. I mean, I don't know why you would want to, but if you were really in fucking dire straits, it's shady. I don't think it's mayor cheat, though. It's verging on, it's very, very, very verging on mayor cheat it's like chasten buddha judge (laughs) yeah is that his husband yeah you're right there you're right there and it's pretty questionable (laughs) so yes i think that would be cheating but like it really did strike me when i lost night or anything i was like god that would have been a good one man maybe i should just mayor cheat a little bit no and just turn off my Game Boy and restart for my last save. And I was like, no, I have to do the honorable thing and I have to let Neil Gaming go. I mean, Resfete. I, I haven't been through I didn't give a shit about that Rattata, obviously, last episode. It was level three. They're everywhere. I already have another one on my team. Yeah. If I if and when, I should say, am faced with I mean, starter is like unspeakable. I really hope it doesn't come to that. Oh, my starter got down to two points at one point. Oh my two God. hit points. Oh. Can we talk about, like, the number of times where you've been poisoned? Because I was training outside uh, Mount Moon, the Mankey, before I went in there. Yeah. And there were Nidorans running around. They poison you. Yeah. The number of times where I was like, okay, let's see if I can make it. Like, somebody's poisoned. I need to just make it up to that fucking Pokemon Center. That's right outside outside Mount Mount Moon. And I would check it every, like, few steps. And it came down to four on Mankey, jesus and i was like maybe i should just drop an antidote just to be safe <laughs> but i know but i kept, figured out it was only one per like doo-doo-doo. yeah so i was like i can make it i can make it and i did but that was so risky and i can't do that anymore if yeah. i lose Mankey. I'm through. If I lose Mankey or Pidgeotto, I'm through, man. I was doing some training in Route 3 and intent, like consciously had to stop and like go through Mount Moon and train on the other side because of all the fucking Poison Sting night arenas and night arenas. Well, and I believe that they have a uh, fucking ability now. That poisons you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like poison quail or whatever. Yeah, it poisons you when you touch them. That sucks. Poison point. Poison point. Yeah. That was introduced this generation. Neil Gaiman had that. There's a 30% chance anytime you make physical contact with them that you get poisoned. I was like, I can't train in this area. And I went and trained in Route 4 instead. God, that's good. It was so good. I'm so curious what our final teams are going to look like. I have no idea at this point. Right now, I have okay diversity. I don't. Pretty bad. Uh, No, it's pretty bad, actually. I have two (laughs) two grass, (laughs) two normal, one fighting. I have three flying. I mean, there's a flying. (laughs) Three. (laughs) Three flying. What are you going to do with Lieutenant Surge? (laughs) I just hope that it's a long leg between Misty and Surge. And then I have plenty of chance to catch Pokemon because if not, I am wow. fucked. Well, we did not do north of Cerulean yet. We save that for the next episode. Is Butterfree flying too? Yeah, is Butterfree is bug flying? flying? I have <laughs> four flying, flying bug. I have Zubat, Butterfree, Pidgey, and Spear. Oh my god! Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Going. That's scary. I mean, you you could use Charmeleon and Radicate and probably get away with it. Probably. <laughs> Let's see. I thought that this week too, and Neil Gaiman was killed unceremoniously. You really only have like two sacrificial lambs at this point, and it would be good if you can keep the Pidgey. I would love to keep the Pidgey. You could lose Spiro, you could yeah, lose Radicate, yeah, but you should keep Zubat and Pidgey if you can, yeah. And Butterfree is obviously going to hit its cap, but like very useful at this point. Yeah, Butterfree's still got a couple gyms left in it the early confusion and you've got sleep powder i imagine at this point it's got sleep powder it's got poison powder it's got confusion it's got something else yeah wow joshua i am fucked for next week i have got to find some talent i think it's a pretty long leg between list misty and uh lieutenant surge it is so i think i have lots of opportunity to catch some new mon but woof I think it's Route 24, 25, Route 5, Route 6. Well, that's not bad. But then Vermilion City. Except, here's the thing about Vermilion City. Is that a catchable route? No, the one outside of it is Route 6. Something we have to grapple with is we get the old rod in vermilion right i was thinking about that last night so we could technically catch a pokemon in vermilion city i think that's allowed and it's just treated the same way whatever it is is what you can catch so then we have to add all the but i think you can use old rod on every root that has water on it or is it you can use the rod but that's what counts for the root that's your first encounter yeah okay but some cities have water i think coastal cities are free game so we're gonna have to add the coastal cities to the list then that seems fair and also like celadon has a pond in it yeah that's fine we're not doing the duplicate thing i feel like that's a freebie yeah nobody could have a problem with that all right i'm gonna add them to the list every coastal city or i'm gonna add any fishable city are all fair game yep for one cast of the line with a bite one encounter with a fishing pole. So here's another thing to think about with that. Do you immediately pop the old rod, or do you wait until you have a good rod or a super rod? Because you could go back to those oh. cities and pop the super rod, and you're getting better shit. Immediately popping a an old rod in vermilion to get that Magikarp. I probably want a Magikarp. Yeah. That's an easy one. I think that's a risk worth taking. Yeah. If you can get a Gyarados, ooh, ooh baby, ooh baby. Joshua, we do have to talk about this leg of the game, the actual game that we played. Yeah, we started getting ahead of ourselves. So yeah, let's do that. So let's do that after this break. After this break. Joshua, flashback to last week. We are in Pewter City. We are. USA. Kanto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Any town, Kanto. Any town, Kanto. And we've defeated Brock, and here we are walking the mean streets of Pewter City when someone approaches us and says, here, have these running shoes. Yeah. I'm a very important research aide for... At the time, the most established Pokemon researcher professor in the world. And I have the time to come up here and give you a child, no name child, a pair of running shoes, top of the line. Or a... a Pokemon who is a man. And or a Pokemon (laughs) who's a man. Yeah, Mr. Mime. You forgot to remind everyone that you're Mr. Mime. Yes, everyone. My name this season is Mr. Mime. I am a Mr. Mime and I am a sentient Pokemon who's decided to become a Pokemon trainer. I would not like to see a pair of running shoes on a Mr. Mime. You get a little too excited about that. Do we want to think about whether or not what's on Mr. Mime that look like shoes are a growth on Mr. Mime and he has to put running shoes over those? No, that, or those are shoes. do they turn into running shoes? Those are shoes. I just want to confirm that Mr. Mime does have feet and toes for the people who that is important to. And that's going to be important to a specific subset of people. <laughs> and the running shoes will go over his feet and toes. Okay. But yeah. So it's like those gross toe shoes. Yeah, they're like gross shoes. <laughs> what are those called? Vibram Five God, Finger. I don't know. I fucking hated that when that was a f- uh, trend. There was a guy in my Brooklyn apartment that I just left who was a dog walker in the apartment and like would look after dogs too. And he wore those Vibram Five Fingers. And How do you live with yourself? He was also the nicest dude in the world and it was very hard to be mad at him for the <laughs> the weird shoes, but... But you did it anyway. Yeah. Every time I saw him, I'm just like, cool shoes, bud. Ever heard of closed toe? Yeah. I some of us have disgusting toes and we have to wear closed toed shoes. So he gives you running shoes. Yep. I had a question about that. Do we think because this is Kanto, they are Sylph Co shoes? Oh, Jesus. Or is this the same Devon Corporation? shoes here's what we know and they were cornering the market here's what we know silfco zero indication as to whether or not they manufacture running shoes right all we know about silfco is they manufacture one product and it's the silfco <laughs> well we've been told that the implication is because they make master ball they make the line of pokeballs nobody's confirmed that in the game. Well, I'd like to... but Still no indication that they make running shoes, though. No. We know Devon Corp makes running shoes. Right. That's confirmed. And we know that they make Devon Scope, which is a superior product to the Sylph Scope, yep, which has one purpose that was eliminated by the Devon Scope. Yep. And we're led to believe that because of that Dr. Lava leak, Ruby Sapphire Emerald and Fire Red and Leaf Green are happening concurrently in different regions. I think that probably... Points to These Are Running Shoes by Devon Corporation. I think so, too. Yeah. Who obvi- obviously has so far gotten the up on Silph In every other way. I'm a brand loyalist. <laughs> yeah. Same here. And evangelist. And evangelist, yeah. Uh, you know me. You know me and my brand evangelism. Yeah, big brand fan. Squatty potty. Yeah. Tushy. Usually. Most of them are toilet accessories. Butt stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But um I'll evangelize any brand, and I'm I think I'm Devoncorp, ride or die for life. It's a strong case for Devoncorp. They have that cool looking old university style building. They have a potentially gay president. I would say more than potentially, I would say likely. Everybody wears samurai suit, outfits. I'm going to hold off until we see Co. in this new 16-bit light yes 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 of course but then unless they've overhauled the governance and there's been some activists if if the activist investor takeover by team rocket has actually yielded results right and if they brought in some uh, more diverse c-level staff yeah I, i'll end up on devon Corp's payroll as well cool I don't know who made these shoes, but I'm glad to have them because you really plod along in this game before you get the running shoes. I was so concerned they weren't going to have them. Yeah. Once you have them, once you have all those bikes and those shoes, and you go to just normally fucking walking. Just not going back. The terrain is endless. Route 3, Joshua, is open to us just east of Pewter City, and Route 3 connects Pewter City to the entrance to Mount Moon, and it is full of trainers that's right lots of trainers on this route lots of good opportunity for leveling yeah i did level and i took full advantage of it battled every single one of those chumps did you notice we once again had to go toe-to-toe with these fucking shorts guys yeah the shorts guys were back full 16 bit they really really want you to know about their shorts they're so breezy i always wear shorts even in winter that's my policy you say that no, that's what they say. They say that. Yes, yes, yes. That's a stupid-ass policy. What's the point of that policy? That's stupid. Wear pants in the winter, idiot. Yeah. Nobody's impressed with your skinny-ass legs, your fucking Rattatas, Caterpies. Put on some goddamn pants and get some real Pokemon. Put on some goddamn pants and get a real fucking job. Yeah, that's what I would love to see. Go, uh, Selfco, go to school. <laughs> How old are you? Volunteer at the museum. It's right there. Do yeah. something with your life. Don't yell at me about shorts. I am wearing long pants today in protest of the shorts guys. I did that also, actually. Because I knew we were recording tonight. I did that too. It was hot up here in Central Connecticut, but I thought, whatever, I can't be seen in the same uh, leg apparel as these shorts guys. No, not today. No. Not for, not for the record. We've seen these people too many times at this point. We're not giving in to, to their demands, and I am also wearing long pants. And I'll tell you something. I forgot to put on the AC before I recorded, so I'm just sitting in this hot room. Running hot. Got to get central air like me, man. Can't just casually. It's so cool up here that my... I just heard my central air click off because it was like, you guys are cool enough. God damn. And it's right. I'm feeling great. I'm a little chilly, in fact a good thing you have those long pants and you're not wearing shorts in winter. I know. And then the only other notable landmark on Route 3 is the headstone for <laughs> Nash Henson, my Spiro. R.I.P. I'll pour one out. I dove into Mount Moon. Oh, yeah. And I got a, a lovely little graphic, Joshua. Yeah, I love that. All the dungeons have little like title cards. Viridian Forest had it too, but I forgot to mention it. It was very cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's like cinematic where it's like this ominous like cave opening and then you start the cue of music. Mount Moon is looking cool. Mount Moon is pleasant and they've added all of these like it has different terrain types on the floor now. There's little water features. The water features are cool. I expected them to be something. I kept going up to them and like hitting A. Me too and they never did anything, but they are pretty cool to look at. And the like meteor- um, Oh, the like craters. Craters as well, like meteor fall style. That's surprising because it's the inside of a cave. Yeah, that was confusing. I I also thought that. They were like, well, we got this tile set. Why don't we just just stamp a few meteor craters in there? Meteors are falling in caves? (laughs) Who knows? I deployed my strategy this week, my new strategy. I use a little bit of my extra scratch to buy some repels, thinking that I could dive a little bit deeper into the cave and get a chance at Clefairy or a, oh, Gigglypuff. God, that's smart. It didn't work. I caught a Zubat. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, I did nothing and I caught a Paris. (laughs) (laughs) so that strategy is tbd it just might not apply a mount moon but there are dungeons that have certain pokemon only on certain floors yeah so that could work i don't think Mount moon is that that place because i got to like the third floor before my three repels wore off and the first thing pokemon i encountered was a zubat so ouch but it actually brings me up to my segment i want to do okay within mount moon okay called Tanner's You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Who's it gonna be? And it's Zubat. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is the first time a Pokemon has been submitted to the You Make Me Barf list three times. Uh, It's a triple crown. But Zubat sucks and it's all over this cave and it sucks that I had to catch one and now I have one so I guess I'm gonna have to learn how to love it. That's what happens to all of us. Your restraints in Ruby and Sapphire forced me to have to have a Zubat, that I eventually had a Crobat. I loved it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's my favorite aesthetically. Maybe I'll love it too. But it's a good Mon, man. Maybe I'll learn to love it too. If you can keep it alive. I've just got this disgusting little thing on my team. All right, get another one if you can't, let's be honest. It's not even super useful. No, it's going to be rough for like 10 levels. God. 10 more levels. I saw a Pokemon in there that I liked. In Mount Moon? Yep. Who? I fought Lass Iris and she had a Clefairy. Oh, interesting. And I think I have not specifically highlighted Clefairy yet. I also faced Lass Iris. The Clefairy sprite in this game is very good. Yeah, I think this is when Clefairy really comes into bloom. It's very like plump. It's very jolly. It's got that cute little smile. Yeah. And I also wanted to do because we've met a lot of these Pokemon before. And we know the gist. I'm gonna be doing trivy trivia. Uh, Joshy's trivy. Okay. Joshie's trivia. What about I've seen you spelled it out phonetically here. Trivia, trivia. Joshi's Josh's I want it to be like Joshy's sweetie, trivia. but it's trivi. Uh trivi. Okay. Whatever i'm gonna be doing trivia about the sweeties yeah man i love that so clefairy this was actually interesting i actually have that same segment it's called tanners you make me barf trivia of the week and here's the trivia about zubat (laughs) okay sucks it's just a dumb bat (laughs) uh it is dumb that's it that's the entire segment okay that's it yours is straightforward Mine has an anecdote. Clefairy apparently was going to be the official mascot of Pokemon, but because the anime was already popular, they were like, oh, we're going to make Pikachu the mascot because everybody loves Pikachu. Yeah. More than Clefairy, who had been in, apparently, the first true manga, Pokemon Pocket Monsters, which is not fully translated into English, unfortunately, because... It was apparently a very rude Clefairy, and there are like sex jokes, and it's like body. Hell yeah! In Hell in po- yeah. Pokemon Pocket Monsters, I love that. And if you you look at this cover of it, it's like a screaming like out of control Clefairy. Hell yeah! Being that a, looks cool, man. Uh, followed by like Red, a, who's the <laughs> like trainer in that. that. These anime, these illustrations, suck. Yeah, it looks it looks dumb. Pikachu looks so bad. Yeah, Red looks like a nightmare. So I guess the focus groups weren't responding very well to this. And They were like, "We're gonna go ahead and do Pikachu," but that's the reason why uh, Clefairy is the model on like Poke dolls in these early games too. We're all woke here, and we don't believe in in. Um, okay, tread carefully. Gender norms. Okay. Yep. But I wonder how different the game would be, and how different the game would be received with Clefairy as the mascot pokemon like it's like a pink little cutesy fairy pokemon and i wonder if like it would have skewed more female that's a good point if clefairy was the the main pokemon and they gave it to all the lasses and like that copycat in saffron and all of these feminine characters yeah, I wonder if the game would have been as popular if if I don't probably because it's an incredible game, but but I wouldn't call Pikachu particularly, you know, masculine, stereotypically. I don't think so either, but like Pikachu is pretty neutral. Yeah. At least. It's got harder edges, which I think it implies that it's like more neutral or skewing masculine, yeah. which is a fucking insane thing to have to say. It's like pretty cute, you know, like They're both cute, but like Clefairy is like basically only cute, I guess. Yeah. And it's got cute moves. It's got metronome. It's got encore. It's always like. Kissing. Building people up. Yeah. It's probably got sweet kiss. Probably does kiss. And Pikachu has Thunderbolt and like agility. Yeah. That is interesting. Alternate universe Clefairy led Pokemon series. Love to see it. I got through. Mount Moon eventually, Josh, wasn't easy. Butterfree did a lot of damage. Yeah. With its Confuse. Because Team Rocket's in there and they all have like poison types and shit. So Butterfree must have been what was getting you through it. Butterfree got me through it, which is why Butterfree ended up where she did, even though she wasn't even like part of the main battle this week, the gym battle. Yeah. Got to the end. The Pokemaniac was there. He challenges you to a battle to determine who's going to get which... Fossil. Didn't matter. Got the fossil. Gonna throw it away eventually. I just tossed it in one of those water features. You did. You just threw it out. I took that Helix fossil and I was like, Good luck. The Pokemanian was like, choose carefully and I just went up to the first one in front of me. I was just like, I'll take this just one. Stomped on it. Just immediately <laughs> threw it. <laughs> yeah, just right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I so said I can have it. This is what I choose to do with it. We will not be resurrecting them because they are gifts via an NPC and we can't use those. Yep. So they're off limits to us. So we have no use for these fossils. It doesn't matter if we chose the Helix or the Dome. Bye bye. Moot point, Joshua, Route 4. This is where the magic happened for me. Okay. Caught a Spiro. <laughs> <laughs> Spiro number two. Spiro number two or number one, depending on how you look at it. That's true. The only interesting thing about Route 4 is that there are these two karate men facing off in the, the hills. Yeah. And if you approach one of them, he says something about liking punching and offers to teach a Pokemon on your team Mega Punch. Right. If you approach the other one, he says something about liking kicking and he'll teach a Pokemon on your team Mega Kick. Yeah. I approached the Mega Punch guy first. Same. Taught Mega Punch to Tremeleon. Good choice. Approach the Mega Kick guy next. He also offered to teach Mega Kick to somebody. Yeah. Only Pokemon who could learn on my team was Charmeleon. You taught it to him too? No, I just didn't do it. Good. Yeah, I'll come back. You have the option of just waiting and foregoing the choice. Yeah. I did teach Mega Punch because I think Mega Punch is a better move. It is 85% accurate, 80 damage, and 20 PP versus Mega Kick's 5 PP, 75% hit chance, but 120 damage. That's a big hit. But if you're going to save one of those moves, I would save Mega Kick. And I can get an immediate use out of Mega Punch. Yeah. And also, I only had Mankey, who could learn both of them. And yeah, training both is crazy. Right. So yeah, my Charmeleon is packing a Mega Punch now, but I did not get a lot of use out of it this week because the next stop was cerulean city Not much has changed home of misty where we needed to whittle down to two pokemon josh but there is some to do in cerulean first you can go into the houses you can talk to some people the crime scene is active and you're not allowed to go in right so the way forward is blocked there but you can go visit some people some guy tries to trade you a uh a jinx for a polywhirl i didn't have it And I'm not allowed to trade anyway, so it doesn't matter. Plus, I wouldn't do that bunk-ass trade, even if I had it or was interested or legally could do it. Although, it it is a pretty good trade because there's no other way to get a jinx, is there? I mean, if you were playing this normally, it's a good trade. Yeah. You can also find, here's a hot tip if you didn't do this, uh, you can get a rare candy in the backyard of the old man who lives on the west side of the town by Cerulean Cave. How? I went back there and I didn't see anything. I mean, I know where it is because I played these fucking games so many times. Do you just have to mash A? It's like an item finder kind of thing. Normally, yeah, item finder tells you where it is, but you can just find it now. It's in the patch of flowers on the far side. I'm going to go find that because uh, rare candy would be a especially useful treat for my Pokemon right now. I don't know how I'm going to use it, but I was pleased to get it. So, Joshua... It's time to take on Misty. It's come to this. We know that she only has two Pokemon, which is a Staryu and a Star Me. Right. So it's a new segment, I think, for this season called... Well, we should probably come up with a good name for it. Cause I, all I wrote down was Gym Team. <laughs> Wait, we're making this a, a segment? Yeah, it's the team you went into the gym with. Okay. Um, Gym... Gym Class Heroes is a band from... The 2000s. That's pretty good. um Jim Leader. Team, Jim. Bab is my friend. That's true. My oldest friend. You know, if we can do anything with that kind of my my Nash Hansen. Well, at least Jim Bab doesn't exist in this world, so he couldn't have been killed. Yeah. Jim Rats. Jim, Jim rats is good. Jim Ratettas. Which is potentially funny in a couple of ways because we might end up just going into these battles with a bunch of fucking Rattatas and Raticates. We'll, work, we'll workshop the name. Figure it out in post. For this week, it's our gym team and it's the two-man team that we brought into the gym to fight Misty. Who did you decide to bring in this week, Josh? Well, it was pretty obvious. It was uh, Tone Soprano, Ivisaur, and Pidgeotto. Just as backup, if things really got dicey. <sighs> I had a lot of difficult choices to make. And at this point, I was down to five Pokemon because Nash Hansen did die. R. I. P. So it was between a lot of Pokemon that probably wouldn't do very well against her water type. I decided to go with my two normal types and and poison. Okay. Uncle moke and Neil Gaiman. The Radicate, and the um, Nidorino. Okay. Um, should I withhold my commentary on that choice? No, tell me. Starmie is part psychic, and Nidorino is poison type, and psychic is super effective on poison. Well, so. You could have told me that before I went in. <laughs> Star U was not much of an issue. No. Never really is. Neil Gaiman also had a fighting type move. Oh, double, double kick. kick. Which is why I included him, because I thought double kick could probably do pretty well against those stupid stars. No. Not very effective against psychic. Think about it like this. This will help you mind over matter. How about that? I went into the fight with Star Me. Yeah. And it got a critical hit on Neil Gaiman and killed it in one hit. Yeah. It killed it in one hit, and I was pretty disappointed by that. That's devastating. And then the battle between Radicate and Star Me lasted millennia. Oh my god. I used up essentially every potion I had, which I had a lot of because I bought a lot of potions. Oh, yeah. I think I always had at least 20. Sarmi Me kept doing Water Pulse, which took out like a quarter of my health each time. Yeah. And causes confusion. God, yeah, Water Pulse slaps. So Uncle Moke would be confused <laughs> and have like a quarter of his health gone. And the gamble each time was like, do I try to get a hit off right now? Or do I use a potion? And it got pretty dicey at times. Oh my God. Because it would hurt itself and then get hit by another water pulse and then be at like two health. Jesus. Or I would just like sit and constantly feed it potions. You know, it's like it never got a hit in because it was always just eating potions. So the the battle just lasted forever. At some point I was just like, do I have enough potions to make Star meat eat through all its PP on water pulse? Doesn't it have 20? I don't know, but it was just like, eventually i got like some lucky breaks and took out the starmie could have fucking whited out man could have whited out but i didn't instead i won i beat misty uncle moke pulled through uncle moke pulled through good for him just like he does he always 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 does does. yeah he was in the navy you know yeah so semper fi (laughs) yeah neil gaiman on the other hand effete intellectual writer type yeah dies in the and the first encounter it gets out in god typical that would have been really fun to have the neil Gaiman. i know i was really looking forward to having a night arena and eventually nido king it would have been cool all right but it's dead and it's in the ground and it's buried and i released excellent it. author yeah bye bye <laughs> <laughs> and and you had did t- how did tony soprano do? it's not really even worth recounting uh it was just a clean sweep yeah of course tone soprano went in there whatever they had uh star you shelter Goldine, one hit KO on these fuckers vine whip Vine whip yeah then star you misty's star you also did you notice how she has a little um pedestal and it says number one on it like she just won a swim meet that's cute i thought that was a fun little doodad they added into the gym she did not get first in the battle with me star you got nothing off and then star me because i wanted to keep it a little interesting what i did there was a leech seed onto the star me star me used swift and then it did 20 damage which i didn't love yeah and then i did sleep powder and then i did a vine whip Sleep. it survived a turn and then i vine whipped it again and then it died yeah that was it that sucks not for me that you did so well <laughs> and i did so poorly and lost a pokemon i was excited about bulbasaur is easy mode and when i had the zero trainer id choice to get bulbasaur it wasn't just well we haven't used a bulbasaur yet i know it's fucking easy mode for these first two charmander's hard mode so you're playing with a handicap charmander's late game good oh great i'm looking forward to that hopefully i can keep him fucking alive until then yeah it's gonna be pretty dicey good luck we played through pokemon leaf green fire red to cerulean city this week next week joshua we are going to be headed to vermilion city gym to take on lieutenant surge lt surge gonna be tough We've got one, two, three, four, potentially five if we're, if we're adding in Vermilion City as a catchable zone. Yeah. Spots to catch new Pokemon next week. Going to be largely the same categories to pull from. Yep. So probably going to be some duplicates. <laughs> I hope I can catch some new talent. Man, it'd be cool to get like a Meowth or a Jigglypuff. It would be great to catch something that's not a flying type Pokemon for me. Uh, I would say almost crucial. Yeah, you're going to be in big trouble if you don't get a non-flying Pokemon. (laughs) We're also going to be instituting a new rule next week, which is we've heard the feedback from the bug catchers that our inter-host battles skew our levels in such a way that remove a lot of the challenge from the gym battles. Right. So we're doing a new way of doing inter-host battles for the Nuzlocke season, which is we're essentially going to roll a dice each week and if it's evens, we will battle and if it's odds, we won't. And there is no level cap, there's no prep. It's just whatever you got, whatever you got, get down dirty. As a reminder, Pokémon in host on host or host on guest battles do not die. It's a dream sequence. Yep. And part of the reason we wanted to do this is because we don't we can't fucking Level cap because we could be training Armand and then they could just get killed by a fucking manky or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we're rolling the dice of the whole season. If you don't like it, then you know, we're not here to make friends. So we might battle next week, we might not, we'll see, but it should be exciting either way, Joshua. Bugcatchers, thank you for joining me this evening. If you like this show, please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It helps us a ton when you do that. We always need them. And follow the show on all the podcasting apps that you follow things on, like Spotify and Stitcher and all that kind of stuff. Then give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod. Check out the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. On all three of those sources, you can find our nuzlocke rules and you can find other content such as the return of level check and audiograms of clips that we think are fun Yep. who fucking knows though i like them i always like them each week thank you and that's it josh goodbye so i'll smell you later